back to the first episode of 2023 of Miserable Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to go give us five stars and a great review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and Stitcher. Share it with your friends, and check out the website, miserable-reckless.com, for blog content and the shop. And while you're at it, you know what? I was It brought was brought to my attention on a couple of the sister podcasts that the uh, link for the voicemail was either not the easiest to work or was not working altogether. So nevertheless, to start the new year, I have remedied that situation. In every description across all platforms, there is now a link that will say, click here to leave a voicemail. In that link, it will take you to speakpipe.com slash cold cans. When you go there, you will see the Country and Cold Cans logo as opposed to the Miserable and Reckless logo for this show, but you can leave us a voice minute there. Then it's real simple for you. It takes you to the landing page. You click the big button that says record. You speak your piece. Send it to us. We'll play it on the show. So check it out there. It'll be in every description across every platform. Leave us a voicemail. All right. The good, the bad, the ugly. Dustin, kick it off. Well, happy new year, y'all. And to all the happy or miserable listeners out there, uh, we're here to give you our takes for one more year. Thanks for being on the ride. Uh, start with the good football season. Uh, you know, it's basically over, but is a very good football season for Duke football this year. Um, Mike Elko is very deserving of his ACC uh, Coach of the Year award. Um, just a stat that kind of blew me away. It, it makes so much sense, but it it's true. Or it, like it, it almost was uh, kind of like wow. Was it was they won nine games this year. It was only the third time since 1942 that Duke has won nine games in a season. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of seasons under that threshold. I know that's not a, um, not a lot of teams win nine games consistently. So I'm not unaware of that fact, but that's crazy. Three times and a lot of mid what, 80 years. So, uh, as one of the NNO reporters said, it, it, they went from the darkness of five wins in, tw- in 23 games over the past two years, including 13 consecutive ACC losses to the military bowl that gave them their most wins since 2014. Good on you. This will be the last time I'll bring it up, you know, till we do the preseason for college football later in the year, but um, good on you do football. Good job. Elko and team. You really turn it around and it, in a fashion, no one could have expected. We'll see how it goes in the future, but man, that was a fun season. Uh, which brings me to my ugly. Um, damn ass whooping by NC State on Duke basketball last night. Um, that was the old just NC State came out and just punched them in the mouth and they never came back from it. That's essentially what happened. Um, they uh, Duke has had this Duke team has had I think three games State um, Wake Forest and Purdue where basically the other team came out very aggressive on defense, running them off the three-point line, very in your face, kind of just punching them in the mouth, and this team has just not been able to overcome it. Uh, it's clearly a weakness of this group. Um, if you're going to play that brand of basketball and come at them, they're going to have to learn to punch back. Um, they're not there yet. It'll be interesting to see what happens as the year goes on. Clearly, talent's there, but you know the thing that Coach K was probably – most successful or the best at was knowing how to motivate and push the right buttons on people to get the most out of them. Um, John Shire's brand new man sitting there in Durham, a lot of pressure, a lot of eyes. We'll see what he can do as the season goes on. Um, you know, it's a, it's a learned skill. Um, and so it's, uh, if you want to know how to beat this team, there, those three games are the games you want to watch because they, they got their ass whooped. Um, a good or even a great is, uh, continuing with my Duke theme, my mama gave me this book put out by the News and Observer and Charlotte Observer and the Herald Sun. It's uh, K. It's about Coach K's career, but it's K, 42 seasons, five championships, one unmatched legacy. Um, she was very proud that she ordered it on the internet all by herself. Um, she told, she was, she told me that. Um, but it's, I started flipping through it recently. I need to sit down and read it, but 
man, it covers the whole gamut. And some of my favorite players, as as y'all know, for instance, Grand Hill has a little profile in here. Um, I love it. It's a great gift. Very thoughtful. So thank you, Mom. Um, it was a very nice surprise on Christmas Day. So that's my good, very ugly, and then really good uh, Duke-themed good, bad, and the ugly this week. And I can confirm that Mom did order that on her own because I didn't help her. So. all right ryan good the bad and the ugly all right sure so uh in shorthand sometimes we refer to this off the air as gbu or good bad and the ugly when we're talking about what we're going to talk about on the podcast so i'm going with good bad and the uncle Um, (laughs) all right (laughs) i like it so uh all right so good um i was able to enjoy some some of the bowl games. We'll talk about it here in a little bit. I think we got a bowl season wrap up coming up. Um, but uh, the one that stood out in particular that I, I doubt we'll mention um, on Christmas Eve, I really like uh, uh, for whatever it's worth. Um, I, about 10 years ago, I got the chance to go to Hawaii on Christmas with uh, most of my family um, of, of my immediate family. I was there with my brother and my parents. And, uh, so it is a it's kind of a cool place to be on Christmas Eve. It's a different place to be on Christmas Eve. And they always have the Hawaii Bowl on Christmas Eve. So I've joked about it in the past that you always see like Santa coming in on a surfboard or something like that. So on Christmas Eve, I was in Delaware. Um, more to come on that in a second. And uh, unexpectedly. And uh, so we were there and we were watching the game and it had Middle Ooh. Tennessee uh, State, uh, the Blue Raiders. And uh, who were they playing? San Diego State. Um, so long story short, you get to see the, uh, Hawaii sunsets. You get to watch a team that is literally from the small town over from where, um, I spent a lot of time in Nashville, uh, M- middle Tennessee, for those that don't know is from Murfreesboro, which is about 20 minutes South of Nashville. It's where I did a lot of work for a period of time before this podcast, um, for about 19 months or so. So I'm very familiar with Murfreesboro and all the little towns and places that they were talking about. So that was kind of fun. Uh, they came back from 14 down, so it was a fun game. Um, just yeah, it was just a fun game. Uh, so that was that was my good. That was like the bowl that kind of made me feel good. And obviously, it's Christmas Eve too. Um, speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of bad, well, um, a couple of days later, we were back home in Maryland, and uh, the UNC Oregon game. I'm sure was very exciting for everyone. But, <laughs> <laughs> For, for most of us. <laughs> yeah. We we never disappoint. I can tell you that much. Uh, Carolina always finds a way to uh, give the people what they want, which is apparently more overtime stuff and more fun. Um, officiating. I'm always the guy. I will point out that the Wake Forest game on Friday night. I'm always the guy that says, like, come on, man, you had, like, 17 million chances and 14 drives to score. And like, I don't want to hear about the officials. I'm just, I just, I don't like that. America, this was egregious. (laughs) This is egregious. Um, The one that stands out that's the best. So I'm not, so you guys don't think I'm just being a homer. It was hysterical to me. They had a Jersey in college football and I believe in the NFL, but definitely in college football, if you're going to return a kick or a punt on special teams, Sometimes because college football players are allowed to wear different numbers and you're allowed to have more than two numbers on the same team, you can have two 15s or something like that. Um, They'll have to switch numbers. So they put on like a fake jersey with no name on the back and they tell the referee number 96 is now number 15, right? Because you can't have two 15s or two 96s on the field at the same time. So Carolina did this and they... We're about to win the game. I think they were up eight with two minutes left. They did this thing. And the referees were like, I know what we should do. We should throw the rules completely out the window. Here was, they got a penalty. They gave the ball back to Oregon on fourth down. Oregon went down the field, scored. They win the game. Um, long story, uh, in the last couple seconds, it's ridiculous. My favorite part about it after this, for every bowl game, every bowl game, and I watched a lot of them, after this, every single time that you could hear on the announcement in the stadium, number 96 is reporting as number 15 or whatever. The announcers would bring up, except for in the Oregon game, or they would make really snide remarks. West, <laughs> West Durham brought it up. Uh, he was He's a Carolina acolyte that uh, his dad was the longtime voice of the Tar Heels for the basketball team. 
Um, he was a Georgia Tech announcer for a long time. He was in, and he's on ACC Network um, a lot. He was announcing the Syracuse Minnesota game. It happened like six times, and he made he he had so much fun pointing out during the Syracuse Minnesota game. And once again, except for in certain games played in San Diego, we are going to have a teammate come out on the field in a different jersey. America. He was just having so much joy with it. So that's. <laughs> I mean, lest you think that I'm just being a homer or being an asshole. Um, I was just, I was really, even if we lost the game, it gave me 10 games worth of, la- of laughs and chuckles afterwards. So that was all, that was almost worth it, but not quite. And then to my uncle, which is uh, very brief, I'll tell you what. Um, it is Morgan uh, and Dustin. You guys are dads. It is a different world when you go from having two kids to having three kids, um, you go from a one-on-one or a two-on-one to a zone, essentially. Um, we were called, we were deployed, shall I say, into action <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Um, we were kind of doing the sit around and wait game. And uh, long story short, we went out to Delaware and we helped babysit the kids. The, well, the parents went to the hospital um mom's healthy uh i now have a niece so i, I if you're keeping track at home i have a basketball team of nieces <laughs> starting five and then i have a uh a, a male cheerleader in my in my nephew <laughs> <laughs> no i uh wrestler yeah uh who, who knows what he's gonna be man he's 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 a little bit of a wild child so is his sister i really enjoyed um perhaps a little too much so um throwing them on the couch and having a good time with them. Um, there's a couple of times where I, uh, I, I was, I was later told that we, you know, we don't really do that with our kids. So apologies again for being a little <laughs> rough with the kids. Um, we didn't have any super mishaps. We had a Christmas the day after Christmas, everyone's healthy. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that the, my brother-in-law, the, uh, father will be listening to this podcast three months from now. So, uh, cause that's when it <laughs> getting a nap in. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm now an uncle six times over. I believe that's, I believe that I'm, I'm entering Tom Brady status. <laughs> Jordan and Brady. So we'll see. <laughs> All right. So I'll go next. I've got a good and a good slash bad. Uh, that kind of takes up two things, but the first uh, good is, you know, as Dustin mentioned uh, last night, number 16, Blue Devils went down to my alma mater, the NC State Wolfpack, uh, to the tune of 84 to 60. I was I got free tickets to go to the game because my buddy uh, and and one of my occasional uh, guest pickers on tailgate season, uh, Kenshin, he he couldn't make it. He has season tickets. And so he texted me, asked me if I wanted his seats for the night. So naturally, I took them. Me and my buddy Drew went to the game. Drew and I have, uh, have been going to these Duke uh, State games since college, and we have a remarkably good record against Duke when Drew and I go to these games. Um, it, it's crazy. We're something like five and two ish, something like that, when we go to Duke uh, State games together. And uh, Duke, like Dustin's head, just came uh, came out, and got punched in the mouth by the Wolfpack. When I, I got there a little bit late because I had to take care of my dog after work for a seven o'clock tip, and it was thirteen nothing when I walked in. And I was just like, what in the world? I said, maybe this isn't going to be so bad after all. <laughs> um, but the only disappointing thing during the game was you can tell the eternal flame of optimism in the Wolfpack basketball um, uh, fan fandom is kind of dying out in, in the last couple of years because it wasn't a sellout for a Duke game. And that's the first time I've seen that since uh, the 10 or 11 years I've lived here. Um, there were plenty of seats available. It kind of filled in middle of the game, but it's it's weird to see Duke or UNC at PNC in that place not a sellout. Um, doesn't really bode well for for Kevin Keats's chances unless he just goes on a tear here, which you know, call me crazy, don't think it's going to happen. But I'll take the big win and bask in the glory of uh, uh, another home win over the Blue Devils while I can. And Dustin, we were talking about Duke uh, recently having a bad record at PNC, and then I looked up the overall record of um nc state and duke at nc state nc state's actually 38 and 34 overall against duke at home uh historically uh the flip side of that is the record at cameron is 
awful. <laughs> so <laughs> something like yeah. 17 and 41. <laughs> somewhere somewhere that, to the tune of that. <laughs> I think that's true for probably anyone not named Carolina. Right. <laughs> but nevertheless, I had a good time at the game. Big win for the Wolfpack. Jumped up from 64 in the net to 37 uh, just from that one game. Um, then it gets to the good slash bad. Um, NC State football came to a close. Uh, lost 16-12 to 12 to Maryland. Couldn't score a touchdown. But NC State is the only team in the country that didn't give up more than 30 points in a single game all season. That defense was historically good for the Wolfpack, and it, it was a joy to watch them, you know, <laughs> essentially drag us across the finish line in so many games this year because those guys worked hard and they were a gritty bunch. All that tells me is if the offense had just been average, they win 10 games. If they had been above average, they had a good chance to win the ACC. And if they had actually been really, really good, who knows, might not have been TCU in the playoff, but that, that gets a little crazy saying those things. But that defense was, was really, <laughs> it was really that good. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the defense was really that good. I mean, it's just yeah. the offense could not score a touchdown against Maryland. Think yeah. about that. <laughs> I mean, your, your, new, your new OC y'all will at least be average, if not better. Yeah, but I, I still stand by average offense this year, and they probably go 10-2. and two. It's just, it's frustrating. You, you know, we're always a piece away is what the joke always is amongst the fan base. Well, no, a piece away from winning 10 games this year. I mean, God knows, like you, you have, you're the only team in the country not to give up over uh, 30 points in a single game and you finish eight and five. That's NC State football for you. But that's my good and good slash bad. So. All right, Morgan, throw it over to you. Uh, good, oh, bad, right. and ugly. All right, I got ugly, horrible, and nasty. Or however you want to call it, just all three bads. Let's call it three bads. <laughs> um, let's see here. Let's start off with uh, Virginia Tech is on a three-game losing streak after starting out hot this season and not having one loss. They're just, uh, they lost to fucking Clemson last night. So Clemson's off to their best start since late nineties. I it's it's not as that game's not as bad as it sounds. And Morgan, don't worry, man, your slump buster is coming on Saturday, buddy. The Wolfpack go to Castle Coliseum. <laughs> Trust for your win. Yeah, especially a letdown after that Duke ass whooping. Yeah, y'all are set up for a loss there. Oh my goodness. Y'all are the team that held us to twenty four points a few years ago that we're still memed about. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit happens, right? Um <laughs> Let's see, where was I? Oh, it's still ugly. Let's see here. <laughs> um, Washington, the football team, commanders, commodes, whatever the fuck you want to call them nowadays, <laughs> um, go into uh, the football game last week with, uh, you know, they, they need to win because if certain teams later in the day win and they lost, they get eliminated. Well, our amazing football coach uh had no idea of the elimination scenarios and started the worst quarterback that played this season for any football team he started him who proceeded to throw for 60 yards and two interceptions the entire first half the entire fucking first half the worst performance he probably not the worst but close to it he had in the (laughs) entire season and um didn't bench him kept him in the game, got through for, I think, another 60 yards and another interception the second half. And uh, no one else got put in the game. And then after they lost, the reporter asked him, well, so, you know, if you guys get eliminated later on today, are you going to put in Sam Howell next week? And the coach responded with saying, um, well, we can be eliminated. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so that that fucking dumbass team, you know, he could be eliminated. And yeah, um, that's just that shows you where the commodes are at these days. A new <laughs> owner and a new head coach, new GM, new everything just can't come fast enough. I hope that the new owner just shows up like Cole Hauser from Days Confused in a pickup truck and just loudly speaks on the intercom from his truck saying, You're all fired, get out. And um that's how his tenure starts. That'd be amazing. Except, then, for, you know, except for Sam Howell. 
to no, be. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. No, I'm talking about office staff. Players oh. are. Fun. I'm talking about the office staff. Anyway, and then on to my worst. Both the kids are sick and acting like assholes. Both of them horrible as hell trying to go to bed. Um, both don't want my my loving wife to help at all. So as I'm trying to get Bray to go down, Bridget's screaming like a maniac for me. So I gotta go in there and hold her for 30 minutes to get her to go to sleep. And then Brody's crying for me to come back in. So I gotta go run back in there. And uh, both just have the worst attitude you can think of this entire past week. So yeah. That that's my uh not so great, horrible and amazing. You uh do you get a chance to get away from them while they're at <laughs> while you're at work? <laughs> while you're at your wonderful job. <laughs> yes, yes, and I get to my wonderful job and uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Morgan, you you, you did so give me a on the you did give me you, you did give me a good idea for a t-shirt. Uh, we have oh, a yeah. burgundy t-shirt with, you know, the, the gold, yellow-ish, whatever, uh, commodes uh, coloring. And then we have oh, yeah. Washington commodes with, the, with a gold toilet uh, as the logo. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Guaranteed to not get a suit. <laughs> 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 I think you should do it. <laughs> That's the so, kind of thing that uh that somebody like the Barstool guys would be like, nah, nah, this is BS. They should be able to do this. <laughs> <laughs> One of their best selling t shirts ever was Roger Goodell's face with a clown nose on. <laughs> and then uh Portnoy got banned from every Super Bowl ever after that. They claim it's, uh, and Goodell claims he has no idea who Portnoy is. <laughs> yeah, that's not petty, is it? <laughs> well, that was a line on, uh, I watched part of the interview. Yeah, uh, Portnoy was on Rogan today. And, and uh, Rogan was just talking about how he doesn't pay attention to social media. He thinks it's bad for his mental health. He gets in, gets out. And then uh, he looks at Dave and Dave's like, I wish I could be that way. He goes, look, man. He goes, I'm a, I'm a pretty petty. He goes, I'm a really petty guy. <laughs> <laughs> He said, I keep champagne bottles engraved of the names of my top enemies. And whenever they get fired, they screw up. He goes, we pop bottles. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds accurate. <laughs> he's, oh, he's the anti-Marty Smith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Dustin, why don't you kick us into the bowl season wrap-up? Happily. We need to move on from that. Um, as everyone is aware at this point, we are days away from the national championship for college football, which means bowl season is officially over. Football season is about to be over. Um, that means you'll just have to listen to us find random things to talk about in college football over the next few months until it's actually back. Uh, so let's take a look back at how the season or how bowl season went. Um, we took a look at the major conferences and said, Hey guys, how'd they do? Because you hear, you know, talk all year long. SEC of course is, you know, King cotton out there, but big 10 gets a lot of hype. Big 12 this year got a lot of attention, you know, a few PAC 12 teams. ACC is always kind of a downer. How those bowl records work out for them this week, boys this year. Uh, well, ACC is on top. If you look at the winning percentage for the Power Five conferences, it basically goes ACC and Big Ten were one were the same. They tied. The SEC, I believe, was next. Then the Pac-12, and then the Big 12. Now, saving grace for the Big 12 is TCU's in the national championship. But, you know, that aside... Not a good bowl season for the Big 12. So, uh, you know, want to give a little shout out, of course, to the Duke Blue Devils getting a win, but Wake Forest, Louisville, um, Florida State, and Pitt um, all pulling off wins. Um, you know, Carolina, you might want to ask for yours if 
if you want over that call, I don't know. That's up to you. I like the asterisk, so you can have a little fun with that. Or a resident Carolina fan. Uh, if, yeah, if NC State knew how to score touchdowns, you know, who knows? There's all kinds of things that would have come out top dog and not not tied with the Big Ten. But the point is, uh, you know, just narrative-wise out there, it's always kind of uh, ACC is awful, ACC is awful. Well, doesn't look so awful. Won't so awful in the March Madness last year. Won't so awful in bowl season this year. So, uh, toot toot. You know, we're not so bad after all, are we? Uh, Angle, I think you had a few games you wanted to highlight, though, or a few moments from bowl season that you found interesting. That's fine. Can I, before you jump away from it, can I run down the list real quick of the ACC Bowls? I know we've talked about this in the past. Here's why the ACC is kind of fun to me. You've got a bowl game in Fenway Park for the tied into the ACC. You've got, yeah, yeah. you've got a bowl game in Tampa Bay at a pirate festival, a pirate ship. Seriously, <laughs> it's the gas. I thought Gasparilla was like some sort of root beer. That's Sarsaparilla. Apparently, it's a pirate festival that they have every year, and it's is that at Raymond James? Yeah. Oh yeah, I broke the steering wheel on that boat uh, about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they got it fixed. <laughs> well, that's I was told uh, I missed the instructions on uh, not to touch anything after I'd already tried to spin the wheel, and the wheel doesn't spin. I ripped off one of the handles, and then it was standing in my hand. With the guy right before he looked at me, I jammed it back in and walked away. <laughs> Sure, that's not on camera anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you've got the, uh, you've got the. There's actually a couple bowl games. There's the. Well, I'll, I'll get to it in a second. There's the um, at at Tampa is what I was going to say. There's the uh, military bowl, which is the one Duke was in. That's pretty cool. Um, not because I live in Annapolis, because so, I worked for them previously. It's because it's pretty cool. Because it's pretty damn cool. Just leave it at yeah. that. The Navy um, tie-ins fun. You've got the Holiday Bowl, which is the one that. Uh, uh, NC State didn't get a chance to play in last year, <laughs> and North Carolina got screwed out of this year. But I guess that's in San Diego. It depends on your opinion of San Diego. You've got a bowl game. <laughs> you've got a bowl game at Yankee Stadium. You've got the Cheez It Bowl. Look, anybody that uh, we've had this debate in the past. Okay, uh, anybody that w- wants to tell you that the Cheez It Bowl and the Duke's Mayo Bowl aren't fun. Okay, if you don't know anything about this, the winning coach gets doused in Cheez Its, and I. I'm dead serious. The winning coach, the winning, not the losing coach, which makes no freaking sense. The winning coach gets doused in uh, a what a Gatorade container of Duke's mayo. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awful. Much rather be in the cheese bowl. Still not sure why Dave Doran didn't. And, and for that matter, because we were in it last year in South Carolina, still not sure why Dave Doran, the losing coach this year. And, uh, and uh, Mac Brown didn't take the Duke's man. Yeah. It would have been fun to see old man Mac get mayo poured all over. <laughs> he was he was he was ready for it last year, but let's stay in the let's stay in the present. Instead, the inaugural mayo dump went to uh, Shane Beamer. So uh, <laughs> yeah. so uh, that was last year. This year it was uh, I don't remember Maryland's coach's name. Loxley. There you go. Um, I know it's not DJ Durkin anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but we we could have a little fun about all the the staff being assembled at Texas A and M. But I digress. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> let's move on. So we we kind of uh, touched on a couple of these. All right. So first of all, the game mentioned in Tampa. There's another bowl game that was played in Tampa. Forgive me for not knowing the name of it. But uh, I remember they had a cool logo that was blues and greens. Anyways, that was the Mississippi State game where they beat Illinois. Um, weirdly enough, they, I believe, accepted the bowl. In, don't please tell me if I'm wrong on this. But they accepted the bowl invite to the game in Tampa before Mike Leach passed, I believe. And it just so happens that if you know anything about Mike Leach, he was known for being his inner pirate and a lot of the pirate stuff, the Mississippi State team had a pirate flag on their helmet. They had ML on their helmet underneath the pirate flag. And they literally played in a stadium that has a pirate ship in it. <laughs> so what are the odds of that all coming together? Thank goodness they won. Uh, questionable, uh, mo- speaking of moments, questionable call by Illinois to uh, to uh, do what they did. They ran a, what, 
uh, I might be getting my bowls confused, but I believe they tried to run an RPO on the one, if I remember correctly, or is that the two-lane game? Doesn't matter. That's a, that's a common modern play-calling thing on the one with, that I don't understand. Mississippi State got it and ran it back. Let's, it, it literally came down to, first of all, the game went to overtime. Second of all, they, they got it and ran it back. Um, Maryland beat NC State. We talked about that. That was in the Mayo Bowl. Uh, Notre Dame, shockingly to me, beat uh, maybe no one else, beat Shane Beamer, South Carolina. Um, and they beat him pretty handedly. I thought Shane Beamer and his team was pretty hot coming in. They'd beaten, the reason why I'm saying that, they'd beaten Clemson and Tennessee in back-to-back weeks leading into this. So for Notre Dame to come in and do what they did, Notre Dame had looked off and on throughout the year. Um, Marcus Freeman, right? Mm-hmm. Coach gave a yep. really good review at the end of that. Um, so I was happy to see that he had kind of righted the ship there and, and hopefully good things going forward for him and Tommy Reese. Um, Tennessee whooped Clemson. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. I'm just going to say that that was a boat race from the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, that yeah, it got boring fast. So kind of we're looking for Clemson to maybe show their championship uh, potential and Hypo and the boys just straight up, up and down, put a, put a, put a licking on them and probably could have done more. Um, and then uh, the last one I'll mention is that Texas Tech beat Ole Miss. It was a little bit surprising. Um, starting to wonder if uh, you heard it here first, especially coming from me, but starting to wonder if, if Lane Kiffin doesn't have a little bit of the uh, big game Bob stink on him. <laughs> Lost a couple of egg bowls, and he's not doing so great in his bowl games. To be fair, last year he lost a star quarterback. But, uh, uh, yeah, Macarrow was injured. But this year, Texas Tech, just credit to uh, Mike Leach's old team. They came out and put a whooping on Ole Miss. So. They actually uh, started the game on a delay of game to pay tribute to Mike Leach, too, in that bowl game. So, like, Texas Tech intentionally took a – yeah, they went into air raid formation too, which is not what the current guys like uh, offensive style is. So, you know, I it, I know you're on the lane train, but I'm kind of happy to see all these places, all the Mike Leach places Mike Leach touch went in their football games. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there was something to that as well. Also, they're playing Old Miss, which is Leach's current, well, past past slash current rival, and most recent rival. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw that um, if with Mississippi State's win, I really do think uh, somebody brought up a good point on Twitter uh, for once that they should posthumously award this win to Mike Leach because it was his team. Reason being, to qualify to be able to be in the College Football Hall of Fame, you have to have won 60% of your games. I believe if he were to get that bowl win, it, his win percentage would end up at 60%. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was but close. He, he was, was so he close. He was in that range of a couple of games off. Um, you know, like one good season basically away from qualifying. So I know we're potentially about to do a conversation about New Year's. So let me touch real quickly. Logan, you may have the most feedback on this, but I'd be curious, Dustin or Morgan, if you guys got a chance to watch any of this. The New Year's Six Bowls, hence the tie-in. Uh, especially the two CFP bowl games. Did Morgan or Dustin, did you guys get a chance to watch any of the alternative coverage of either one of those games? The, no, the- we had it on the, the regular game coverage. My wife is not necessarily partial to the alternative coverage. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan for the final games with the, uh, with, you know, the games that the big 10 lost. Um, did you get a chance to uh... <laughs> both of them? <laughs> yeah, the Ohio State and Michigan games. I was curious if you did you get to see any of the ESPN two no, I, I did not. All right. The only reason I was asking is because in the first game, which was Logan, keep me honest, it was uh, Michigan and ECU. which was an awesome game. They had a Michigan uh, alum. If you're paying attention to uh, ESPN2, they had Pat McAfee, like alternative broadcast or whatever you want to call it, which is almost like a Peyton and Eli type Monday Night Football situation, except they're on the sidelines. And uh, they had uh, Taylor Lewan, who's more or less like 
imagine me or Logan on this on the sidelines of a game and just but like times 10 and with like too many Red Bulls and vodkas. That's about the homerism <laughs> that he was establishing for his uh beloved Michigan Wolverines that he graduated from. Um he's there with Cole Kubelek, who's on SEC uh Nathan in the morning. Uh RG3 was there. Uh well, he was there for three quarters up until literally live on the broadcast, and this was not a gimmick. He received a phone call from his wife, and they were being so ridiculous about everything else during the during the, the the game, including like laying in the end zone at one point in time, like all the penalties. <laughs> um three guys were offensive linemen. So uh I, I I guess if you missed it, you missed it. I don't need to go back and tell you guys all about it. But long story short was it was pretty entertaining. It's a highly entertaining way of watching the game. Very uh care a lot about college football. But I mean, Logan, you can jump in if you want. I thought Taylor Luan, I mean, he, first of all, I would love to have him as a guest on this show. You told me that apparently he has his own podcast. Which he I was, does. I, he does. He has a podcast with Will Compton um, based out of Nashville because he's an offensive lineman for the Tennessee Titans. And um, so Luan and Compton have a podcast. And as they say on the podcast, shout out, no free shout outs, uh, the boys from Bussin' with the Boys. Um, it's a, they have an old converted bus that is their podcast studio and they have guests on. They recently had Jelly Roll and Ernest on, um, but they, they have people from sports, people from music all over the place doing interviews and everything. It's a, it's a, a pretty cool show. It's in a, they, it's their podcast, but they have a partnership with Barstool. Um, so if that gives you any like idea of like, you hear McAfee, you hear Barstool, that was what the kind of broadcast it was. Um, it, it was less Herb Street and more Pat McAfee. Um, with the tone of these these broadcasts, and I think that that's it's interesting to see ESPN kind of adapting to the the new way of of doing sports coverage, where it's not so much suit and tie people who are given like the X's and O's breakdown. It's more you have Taylor Luan and and his whack pack out there uh, wearing a a, um, a like Western Aztec designed jacket. And uh, <laughs> yeah, while, while he's like out there um, calling a game for his alma mater, uh, it, it was very, very entertaining. He wasn't, for the record, they weren't so much calling the game as they were just screaming at the top of their lungs about the offensive line busting holes. And then they would <laughs> yeah. scream at the top of their lungs about it. And then when they would score, he would grab rather forcibly at times the cheerleaders pom-poms and their big uh, horns or whatever the guys blow into. Right. And then he would do the routine with the Michigan cheerleaders, or he would go to the crowd and he would ask for people's chains, fake chains and like, hold it up. I mean, this wasn't like, first of all, the guy had too many Red Bulls. And second of all, which is hysterical. Second of all, when RG three left, they kept going to him for commentary because he was the only quarterback on the show and they would ask like, what kind of coverage are they in? No one cares. Anyways, going back to (laughs) basically imagine like for all the listeners out there who are football fans, especially if you're a college football fan, imagine you and your friends, um, at a game, you maybe or maybe not have been a little tuned up before. And, but instead of being in your seat and you're saying and screaming what you normally would say and scream, you're on the sideline and you're on national TV. That's almost like what, what the vibe of the broadcast was. I can only hope that they'll do it for the championship game, but I like doubt that. No, they are. It's been announced that McAfee and his crew are doing a separate broadcast for the CFP national title. Okay. Well, there you go. Then there is a reason for us doing this segment. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's definitely an entertaining, uh, entertaining way for them to handle like a lot of the New Year Six bowls, and in this case, the CFP bowls. I, I think that it, like Dustin has alluded to throughout college football season, McAfee added to that show has kind of injected some life to College Game Day, and they're kind of doing the same a little bit with some of the uh, broadcast offer. They're at least offering an alternative uh, because the numbers. The numbers prove it. Their their numbers are up this year. Um, so something's good. You know, they're recognizing it, it took little little old barstool and places like that to uh, kind of make them think about, all right, how do we adapt a little bit to the landscape? But they're dollars are dollars and they see dollars. So they're going to do it. <laughs> um, we We don't want to forget. We don't want to fail to mention uh, Coach Khaki or Coach Navy or whatever he is this year. 
last year. I don't know. I don't know what he's wearing anymore. Seven straight bowl losses, I believe, <laughs> is the number. Is that right? Seven straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, don't pick on Lane too hard because that's a hell of a streak. So just don't want to you forget know, that, America. You know, after that game, it makes you wonder some of his coaching decisions during that game because after that game, <clears throat> it's been reported he was on the phone with David Tepper, the yeah. owner of the Carolina Panthers. And it has been reported that if Coach Khaki gets a offer from either the Panthers or the Colts, he will be in the NFL next season. You know why? Because those, the those are the the last game he played was with the Panthers, and then he obviously he had a career with the Colts. Oh, I had no idea about that. So he likes to go to places where he can wear out his welcome very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> he, for for all his Michigan man talk, he is uh, clearly a man who wants to be back in the NFL. So, anyway. No. <laughs> Either but way. Good bowl season. Good, uh, good bowl season for the ACC overall. Um, even in the games that were lost, minus the Clemson one. They were all very close, competitive, entertaining football games. So, hell yeah. Uh, we'll find ways to annoy our audience about college football for over the next eight months until it kicks off again. But this kind of puts a pin in this past season. All right. Let's, uh, you know, we, we said at the top of the show, this is the first episode of 2023. Um, and believe it or not, this is the, we're entering into the fourth calendar year that we've, we've done this podcast, you know, in, if you've been listening with us through this whole time, one, we appreciate it. We got some more content coming for you, but two, you also know that we don't let any opportunity go or any holiday get by without us giving our opinions. Uh, on anything out there, whether it's miserable, whether it's happy, probably a little bit more miserable than happy at times. But it is New Year. You have New Year's Eve. The ball drops this year. You know, Ohio State kicked wide left. But, you know, everybody <laughs> has their festivities. And one of the things everybody likes to do is have New Year's resolutions. So we kind of want to talk about New Year's resolutions a little bit. Like, do you like New Year's resolutions? Do you think they're bullshit? And even if you're kind of somewhere in between, do you have one for this year? So kind of want to open it up for the floor for a little New Year's resolution talk. Um, what is the general consensus from the miserable and reckless uh, crew here on the idea of a New Year's resolution? Is it good? Is it worth the ship? Or do you, or do you just not even care? I'm somewhere between it's all one don't care. I mean, <laughs> if it's... Why do you have to? Have, why do you have to have a new year to do something? Are are you that weak? For attention, like you know, it's like for, why for, do you? It's all, it's all for attention. Yeah, that, that's quite possibly. <laughs> that's a good point, Morgan. Because it was I saw an article today. Someone sent me an article today from the Babylon Bee. It's like guy posts thirteenth annual uh, before photo for his New Year's resolution. So it's like his his fat before photo. And he's done it 13 years in a row, but has never had and an he's after. Still fat. And he's still yeah. fat. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, it's like you know, people just kind of want people to be like, "Oh yeah, like, way to go, buddy." It's like, well, why can't you do it in April? Like, if, yeah. if it's something that you think is worthwhile, like, all right, let me let me asterisk it just a bit because I like the asterisk. I get <laughs> like if 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 your thing is like, oh. Thanksgiving, I'm going to eat a bunch of shit I shouldn't eat. And then I'm going to eat all the cookies in December that everybody brings to my office or whatever. And then I'm going to, you know, like if you're just like, I'm going to try to get back to like better eating in January or whatever. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I see your holidays. You're just kind of doing what you want. Yeah, exactly. Morgan. But, <laughs> but if you're, but if your thing is like, I have to have a, a, a page turn to like, commit to some goal i don't i don't get it i think it's ridiculous it's like you can commit to a goal in march or april or october if it's worth doing i don't, I don't get the whole resolution in my opinion you're mentally weak and seeking approval from people <laughs> get your fucking life together man you know i'm gonna spend thousands of dollars on workout equipment go to a gym for four weeks and then five months later, I'd be fatter than I was in January. So good job, people. 
and never cancel yeah. the membership and keep paying for the no, membership. Speaking, exactly. speaking of that, I was hoping someone would bring up the gym, right? So New Year's Day, Trucker Andy was in town, him and our buddy Carter. Um, we go to Chipotle for lunch on January 1. On the way back from Chipotle back to my house, go, you know, eat our, our Chipotle bowl. Andy goes, well, you know, after lunch, I think I'm going to have to head over to Cary to take care of some business. And I said, over to Cary for what? He goes, yeah, I got to cancel my gym membership. I said, uh, I said, your gym membership. I said, Andy, you haven't lived here in seven years. He goes, yeah. I've been paying for it for seven years. (laughs) I said, that's somewhere north of $900 you've spent on a gym that you haven't gone to since you were 21. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. When everybody is normally starting their gym membership, Andy cancels his long-term gym membership in Cary (laughs) that he hasn't been to since he was uh, just graduated college. (laughs) He probably had platinum status. Think about the points he probably had. I have. That shit's annoying, man. I do. Uh, there's a time when I used to get a gym a couple of days a week, maybe four or so days a week, and every fucking January, like clockwork, is like, all right, well, I'm gonna find somewhere else to do. I'm gonna go run around the neighborhood for the next month because you ain't gonna get a, you're not gonna get a, a bench, nothing, in in the gym the entire month because you got all these morons in there with their the brand new Under Armour out, outfit they got for Christmas, you know, and all the shit. All the people, you, can tell, you can tell all the people who are full of shit and ain't going to be there come February. Literally. <laughs> literally full of shit. Yeah. It's like, all right, cool, buddy. It was nice seeing you. Get the fuck out of here. Um, nobody gives a shit. Fuck off. Um, this is horrendous. You know what's funny? Well, funny? Resolutions are just stupid. I'm sorry. Just fucking pointless and stupid oh i'm 100% with you on that i think it's the most ridiculous thing that they that people want to do at the beginning of the year and morgan it, it's pretty funny you talk about their new under armor outfit uh that they get at christmas and everything i've i've always heard and you know i've never seen it not be true the more athletic apparel someone has the less athletic they actually are exactly <laughs> because you look at people who actually go work out they wear they Look like they have a pair of sweatpants with the legs half cut off. They were bought back in the early '90s, and a T-shirt that's three sizes too big with the sleeves cut off. You know, you <laughs> that shirt, that, and that shirt's probably thirty years old. Those fuckers, the people who actually work out, don't give a fuck about what they're wearing. Just get out of their way. You know, if you actually work out every day, in theory, in theory, you would do laundry, so you don't actually have to have. 30 different pairs of yoga pants. You only need about three <laughs> because you're going to the gym every day and it smells. So therefore you're going to do laundry. Just, just, to, just to put that out there for everyone. I know, I know we all love being excessive consumers of, of everything, including bowl games, but. <laughs> yeah. But bowl games are important. Working out and new year's resolutions aren't. Clearly. Cause nobody's in the gym. Uh, come Valentine's day. <laughs> speak from experience that's how i put myself to college literally when you're in wilmington it is uh north carolina it's the beach town guess what happens everybody works out at the gym for about the first six weeks like morgan's talking about morgan's been to a couple of the gyms i worked at for sure and then about valentine's day everybody's like well all right you know March is right around the corner, and that's St. Patrick's Day, so I may as well get my liver ready. So they start doing that exercise as opposed to the exercise at the gym. And then once St. Patrick's Day in Wilmington came around, I mean, there was nobody in the gym. So the perfect time to work out, even though it was wonderful outdoors, we had a perfectly good loop to run around in Wilmington at the beach. The best time to work out was March to October because nobody was doing anything. And then, quite frankly, if you thought anybody was uh, going to the gym on 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 Saturdays or on weeknights. No, that wasn't happening because we had to stay home to watch at beat Michigan or something like that. So, uh, <laughs> but January, January to February 16th, you know how much money a gym makes? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they survive all year. It almost and makes you wonder seven if your members like Parker and Andy. Andy. Yeah, exactly. Cause that, that was just crazy. I couldn't believe you said that. I was just like, he said, but he said, you know, they really get you. They, 
at the gym that he was at, they won't let you cancel over the phone or online, and they take your bank account and see your credit card, so you can't just change your credit card number. He said you have to physically go in there, and you know that's a little tough when you're a truck driver and you're not in North Carolina a whole lot. Well, a lot of the gyms will ask, especially the bigger ones, we'll just transfer your membership to where you live. If you're yeah. within, if you're within, it's a little inside baseball. You can tell I actually worked at a gym. If you're within 20 miles of some places, they'll transfer your membership as opposed to you cancel. Yeah. So, well, Andy will tell him that he lives in the moment because he don't have a, a permanent residence. <laughs> one of the nomads. Just <laughs> <laughs> He's the opposite of the digital nomad. Like, <laughs> I think I've told y'all, I saw something where some guy was like, oh, I want to be a digital nomad. And he was going to be like living overseas or whatever. Some stupid ass idiot. And, um, and, but Andy's like the opposite of the digital nomad. He's, he's the trucker nomad. (laughs) You could call him analog Andy. (laughs) Yeah. That's actually would be an apt description. He has an eight track player in his truck. No CB radio. CB radio. Breaker, breaker one nine. (laughs) So. Is now a bad time to tell you guys that I have a New Year's resolution? <laughs> <laughs> Might be the perfect time. Let's hear it. Mine is, I got one for you. Mine is to not listen to anyone's New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> and Morgan's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my, new, here's my new cancel corner. <laughs> <laughs> you immediately no, canceled my resolution. Go no. for it, buddy. I'm, I'm fucking if you go ahead. Oh, I know. So this. I, the only reason I tell this is because it's it, it's true, it's authentic, but also because anybody that's listening to the podcast would know this. So um, my wife was nice enough to try and figure out the whole digital nomad thing. And so we gave that a whirl because we don't have any dogs or kids right now. And so we went down to Wilmington and we were down there for a couple of weeks, which is really fun. And then um, had to go. And part of that was because of work. And I worked a lot in North Carolina over uh, the holiday break that's why part of the reason i got to go to the game with logan and and everything else right so we were there for thanksgiving we were there for black friday there's a reason i'm telling you all this different stuff came home for about a week and then i went back to north carolina saw logan a couple more times uh morgan i think you were out of town one of the weekends but had a lot of high stress stuff where i was getting out of work eight o'clock at night well let me tell you something when you're on the road you don't exactly want to go to the bar taco by yourself you know especially not on date night thursdays or for those that don't know Bar Taco, it's a cool place in Chapel Hill or and in, in Raleigh. And uh, and there's, you know, so what do you do? Well, you end up at Sheets a lot or maybe a Whole Foods at the salad bar before they shut it down for the night. Let me tell you a little something, America. Uh, after <laughs> I don't bring a whole lot with me, anyone that's traveled with me. And I think these guys, maybe not Logan. Well, yeah, Logan, you've been with me on a, on a trip to Charleston. I don't bring a whole lot with me. Um when I've been on the road for six weeks and I've had six weeks of, of, of sheets and six weeks of Wawa and six weeks of Whole Foods and six weeks of stress. And, uh, I had, a I had a few drinks, I limited myself because no one needs to get out in a hotel room, but, uh, <laughs> your, uh, your shirts that, that used to fit and used to look professional. Yeah. They, um, they start to not look so good anymore. So, uh, <laughs> When I got home, I kind of was looking at some of my stuff and I was like, hmm. Um, one thing I didn't have in the hotel rooms, one thing I didn't have when I was with my wife down in North Carolina, I didn't have a scale. Uh, I hopped on the scale. Ladies and gentlemen, I had gained 21 pounds in six Ooh. weeks from stress and from just eating out and enjoying my life in North Carolina. And I thought I was eating relatively healthy. So, uh, and I was certain. <laughs> Certainly very active, active on site. Uh, it wasn't exactly sitting around on my ass. So between, uh, figured the stress and the, uh, you know, I don't smoke, but figured, you know, that, that would keep my heart going and keep the metabolism up. No, sir. So, uh, Ryan has topped out at a weight that he is uncomfortable with and has not been in about eight years. So Ryan's resolution is, uh, he's going to take, uh, a lot of use of the elliptical and a lot of use of going for walks. And he's probably going to skip a few meals because uh, I was told earlier, not this week, but last week by my wife, flat out that I was fat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, 
Boom. You, just do that or, you just do that or do crack, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kidding, smoking. Kidding. Well, a, a less harmful way is just to smoke. You smoke and kills your appetite, and then you you don't want to eat. But but, but if you, you start, don't go all in. Just smoke half of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe that could be my New Year's resolution. Maybe I can start a new habit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could start smoking to lose weight. That could be your resolution. So there oh was this goodness. there was this guy on Twitter who had who had a th- uh, Twitter thread that went viral, right? And he was talking about the medicinal benefits, and the st- he was trying to destigmatize smoking crack. And it was like <laughs> literally like twelve tweets long of him giving all the benefits of smoking crack versus say doing heroin or even drinking alcohol. And he says he doesn't know why crack has been stigmatized to the point that it has. He says that he can go on a good crack bender for about a week and then stop for a while. Some of these other drugs, he goes, you're hooked forever. <laughs> but he was like, he said it's his mission to destigmatize smoking crack. I mean, to be fair, Washington DC did have a mayor. Who was? <laughs> he smoked crack pretty regularly, yeah. so <laughs> he I, let you know too. I believe Toronto did as well, although he was the first fat crackhead I've ever yes. seen. Yes, <laughs> he, he was the opposite of what you see. As a yeah. I was just like, I didn't know they had fat crackheads. <laughs> Leave it to but, Canada. <laughs> I guess it gives you a lot of energy though, because he seemed like he was a high energy guy. I don't know. But poutine up there. <laughs> that's one I, 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 like, I like crack crack is good <laughs> <laughs> oh man Which, listen here's what you need to tell Melissa it's like in the south you just get it, it, it it's not your fault it's just how it is once you get back in the south you just add weight it's just the food that's available there's no good food available it's all salty. It's all full of sugar. It's all, you know, it's not your fault. It's North Carolina's fault. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, I mean, if we have knows, there's no such thing as healthy food in North Carolina. So Especially you know, if no. you're going to the top tier dining establishment such as Sheets. <laughs> you, you, Just you, know, <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't drive more than two minutes in, from my site without running into one. <laughs> I yeah. love how your your logic was. You know, I don't want to go to bar talking about myself, so let's let's uh, drop it down a little bit. Sheets will do. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything is fried. Everything, even your vegetables. Get some veggies. Veggies are fried too. Shit. Yeah. You want Brussels sprouts? Here it is, deep fried. <laughs> it's breaded. <laughs> Fucking deep drizzle, fry drizzle them some bitches with some cheese too while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, even on their screen, when it's like, uh, you know, I get like a like in all seriousness, I would get like a veggie whatever, right? Or sometimes I get a salad or something like that to go with the you know fried pickles I got. And then they're like, uh, they're like, hey, would you like to add tots to that? And I'm like, to a fucking salad? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> the answer, is but yes, yes. <laughs> it's like they're, they're like, we, we just felt bad that you were ordering a salad. We wanted to give you a real meal, tater tot. Yeah, let's try it. Like. Would you like your salad fried? No, I'm I'm sorry, I don't understand. All I have is this button. All I have is a fried anything button. What do you want? And I don't understand that you want healthy food. We we only have a fryer. We don't have a grill. Just a fryer. It's like, do you want it fried? Yes or no? You click no, and then it comes up. All right, fried salad coming up. <laughs> what I would you like to drink? What would you like to drink? Water. Okay, Coke. No water. <laughs> Do you at least have Coke Zero? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's Coke. <laughs> water, water, Coke. Yeah, here's a Coke. <laughs> just, just go ahead and give me the heart attack now. When I went to Drift Coffee in Wrightsville Beach, which is the old causeway for anyone that's familiar, um, there's a new place. It's, it's got a couple of locations, but one of them is at the old at the new drift, or sorry, the new causeway. The new place is called Drift. The old place was called Causeway. I was sitting there. I ordered a coffee one morning. I was separate from my wife. She was doing on a call or working or something, and I ordered something that I thought was healthy-ish, and it was really good. 
And then the point is, to your point about everything being unhealthy, she comes out and anyone that's been to Causeway or knows anything about Causeway, they used to basically dump, uh, I don't know, a Gatorade container of sugar into their lemonade or into their iced tea. And then they would swirl it around and then they would, they would basically wait until it looked like the icebergs around the Titanic of worth of sugar. And then they would be like, we could probably get fit a little more in there. (laughs) Accurate. So when they came out for coffee, she literally was like, now I'm, I'm going to assume you want sugar in there. And I was like, no, I'm actually okay. And the woman looked at me like a young chick, like younger than me. And she goes, uh, well, cream then. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm actually okay. Just, <laughs> just, just black. And she goes, seriously, I can't get you anything. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to have black coffee. You would have thought it, they're a coffee shop. Like they serve <laughs> coffee. Like the coffee on its own would be good enough. You would think, right? No, apparently not. She was, she was almost borderline offended that somebody in a North Carolina hat was not putting some sort of additive into very just regular coffee. <laughs> <laughs> she probably was walking, turned around and was like, all right, well, bless your heart. <laughs> come back for a while. <laughs> oh, me. Yeah, I actually had cheats the other day. And uh, I, I normally, when I go there now, I'll get something that they actually have to make a little more, and it's pretty solid. But I had the hot dogs for the first time in years. And I used all I remembered was, oh, we used to walk to sheets all the time and get hot dogs like they were two for a dollar. They still were two for a dollar ish, you know, inflation and all that. But they did not agree with me this time. I was like, what is what has happened to me at my age now versus, say, six years ago when I used to eat four of those and it was fine. Like I was sick from eating those hot dogs. I was just like, can't do that again. Let me mark that off the off the uh, the future orders list at, at the sheets. Always go made to order. Do I know? Always go made to order. At least yeah. hopefully it's somewhat fresh. That's your old man list. Things I can't <laughs> yeah. do. That's the old the man list. Things list. I can't do. I'm too old for this stuff. He said stuff, kids. <laughs> Drink whiskey on Wednesday nights. Guess that one's out the window, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All in all, uh, I think the miserable and reckless overall conclusion is America. New Year's resolutions are bullshit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, man. But either way, if you're into it, we'd love to hear from you. You know, click in the description. We have a, a link for a voicemail. It's speakpipe.com slash cold cans. Click the big button that says record. Tell us what your resolution is or your opinion of a resolution. Click send. We'll get it. We'll listen to it. And, you know, if it's if you left it appropriate enough, we'll play it on the show next week. Um, but probably right. not. But probably not. But we might. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, throw it over <clears throat> for the uh, bless your heart to close this out. Well, with all that happiness, um, figured, figured we should end on something positive, uh, especially from something that uh, was not positive from earlier in the week. This week uh, on Monday Night Football, uh, Demar Hamlin, um, safety for the Buffalo Bills, had he, he took a hit, went into cardiac arrest. They had to bring him back, rush him to the hospital. Um, he uh, is showing signs of progress, but he has a long way to go. For many of you are familiar with what happened at this point. <clears throat> we are going to highlight something positive that, that came from that in the sense that it brought attention to a toys for tot drive that he had put together for his hometown. Um, I believe angle, you said that this was an old one was from like a couple of years ago. Yeah. December, 2020, they delivered toys to McKee's rocks, which is just outside of Pittsburgh. He played for Narduzzi at, at Pitt as well. Mm-hmm. Well, great tie in there to, you know, our, things that we talk about often um so his goal was twenty five hundred dollars they did their thing this was december 2020 um but they never closed down the uh the gofundme um this you know was discovered or known and kind of made its round on social media as of just a few hours ago it's up to seven million dollars in donations for this toys for tot drive um it is, I believe, just a way for people who are looking for something 
to contribute in a way in a way that they can because there's so much that we can't do um as he's fighting to sort of you know just live at this point um it it people are just looking for something to do and they found something that they can contribute to and i think it's wonderful um there are quite a few nfl players and teams who have contributed you know tom brady's of the world a bunch of the patriots um a whole list of them if you google it you can find it just people of all walks of life regular folks famous people all across the world um have been given or across the country have been given to this um so good on everybody who kind of stepped up um and just sort of saw something to bring a little light into the world and used uh something that was a bad situation and and do something good um in response to it so seven million dollars raised toys for tots uh thanks to tomorrow hamlin setting that up just a couple of years ago yeah and uh prayers up for you know his his continued recovery so i think it's pretty cool what everybody's kind of like jumping in on that you know especially i didn't realize it was uh initiated from 2020 until uh ryan had said something about that that's that's pretty cool that's pretty that's pretty crazy i uh yeah my dad texted me we weren't watching the game we had been watching it previously and he said big big problems i mean i think everyone at this point knows but I'm amazed. I'm honestly amazed that they were able to do CPR. And he, so far, as of Thursday night after it happened, has some sort of neurological progress. That's that he's supposedly, based on what the doctors have said, that are working on him. He's sound. It would be awesome if he made it. And I, we don't know this at, at this point in time. It would be awesome if he made it back enough to see. What uh, what people have tried to help him with? Maybe maybe that's a small silver lining. Pretty freaking scary. Oh yeah, got that right. <clears throat> well, uh, for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Uh, be sure to leave us a voicemail and share the podcast with your friends. So uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>